Many people have already applied themselves to the task of compiling an account of the events that have been fulfilled among us. They used what the original eyewitnesses and servants of the word handed down to us. Now, after having investigated everything carefully from the beginning, I have also decided to write a carefully ordered account for you, most honorable Theopolis. I want you to have confidence in the soundness of the instruction you have received. When Elizabeth was six months pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, to a virgin who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel came to her, he said, Rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. She was confused by these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary. God is honoring you. Look, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. He will rule over Jacob's house forever, and there will be no end to his kingdom. Then Mary said to the angel, How will this happen since I haven't had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come over you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the one who is to be born will be holy. He will be called God's Son. Look, even in her old age, your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son. This woman who was labeled unable to conceive is now six months pregnant. Nothing is impossible for God. Then Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be with me, just as you have said. Then the angel left her. Mary got up and hurried to a city in the Judean highlands. She entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she blurted out, God has blessed you above all women, and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Happy is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises he made to her. Mary said, With all my heart I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored because the Mighty One 
has done great things for me. Holy is my name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has fill, filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. There are voices in this world that will try to grind your spirit down, make you feel like you are worth less. Jesus' mother Mary had those voices that spoke to her, that she was poor, that as a woman that she was worth less than a man, that she was immoral for being unmarried and pregnant. These were voices that caused her to run from her home in Nazareth. Maybe you've heard these voices too. Voices that make you feel low and worth less. But somewhere on her journey, running from her fears, Mary had an epiphany, and it changed her. And maybe it was how Elizabeth greeted her. God has blessed you above all women, and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me? That's something. That, that's some greeting. But something changed deeper in Mary because she was done running. She decided to choose joy. And when I say choose joy, I'm not saying that she just cheered up because joy isn't a feeling. Joy is the power to choose to live to thrive in any and all situations. Mary drew on the strength of her faith in God, God who heals, God for whom even death is not the end of hope. And in joy, Mary found a different kind of strength. You heard that strength in her song. You heard the strength that comes from choosing to raise your voice, choosing to stand up with the dignity that God gives you. I know that you and that I have heard that these voices that try to grind our spirits down and keep us there. So may I, in the loving name of God, suggest that you can tell those voices where to go. Seriously. The Spirit of Christ uplifts. She pulls the powerful down from their thrones. 
She lifts up the lowly and hurting. I invite you to choose the joy that this spirit brings. I invite you to bid those voices go back to the darkness from which they came. Because no matter what you are facing right now, you are a beloved child of God. You are worth dying for. You're worth living for. But I know that my invitation may fall on ears that cannot hear. I know that. I know that the words of resistance that Mary once spoke, they now seem to come from a time that was a long time ago. And I know that my words in a sermon may not pierce the present fear that surrounds all of us. So thank God for music. When all other voices become silent to us, music still has this amazing power to get through. Ludwig von Beethoven was deaf when he wrote his Ninth Symphony. As our organist, Dr. Joseph Kern, would say, the most powerful piece of music ever written. Beethoven could no longer hear the voices around him. And like the words that Mary once sang, God's voice within him inspired music that has touched souls in every culture around the planet as people stand up to claim their joy. From Tiananmen Square, where it was played over the loudspeakers during the revolution, to the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin, where it was played when the wall fell down. It seems to express most completely what human beings are struggling for, what's possible for mankind. This is music of transformation. It's what we dream of. It's a battle cry for humanity. Beethoven wrote this song in 1824 and near the end of his life. Now, not only was he deaf, he was sick. He was alienated from almost everybody. And this just breaks my heart. He never had the love that he so much wanted in his life, the, the family that he wished for. And in the midst of this darkness, Beethoven expressed joy. He literally wrote the ode to joy. The music speaks of joy and beauty transcending suffering. And there is something about this music that has spoken across cultures in the world. In addition to being the music of Tiananmen Square and the tearing down of the Berlin Wall, Beethoven's Ode to Joy was once sung by women 
outside the torture walls in Chile under the dictator Pinochet. The men, the husbands, the fathers inside, they heard the song sung to them. And they found in its music strength, hope, and love. And in Japan, each December, the daiku, as the ninth is called there, is sung hundreds of times. Once, particularly a few years ago, by over a choir of, of over 10,000 souls following the tsunami and the nuclear disaster at Fukushima. God has imbued this music with a spirit of healing. It is a battle cry for humanity, expressing our hope for a better future. Our resistance to the voices, the powers of fear and hate. Now, right now, you and I, we can't come together to sing this. Not yet, anyway. Right now, the best thing we can do for the future is to isolate to wear masks and to avoid congregating. Right now, every two seconds, a person somewhere on this planet dies of COVID. There is an atmosphere of fear and sometimes anger. There are evil voices that are trying to grind our spirits down make us feel like giving up hope. There are also voices of misogyny, of racism, that wish to separate humanity and defeat us. You know something? They could not defeat us. They never could.
And that celebration continues right now as we find the strength to hold on, to resist the voices that are trying to defeat us, to drive us apart. Today we celebrate and claim the spirit, the joy that lifts us up. Today we celebrate that we will come through this present darkness with God's healing power. Today, we celebrate that we're still together, creatively finding ways in our isolation to continue to resist evil and to work for justice. What I proclaim to you on this day is that you have the spiritual power to claim that joy, and no one can take that from you. What I want for you today is to claim the spirit of joy that is within you today and for you to know that you are never alone. Our God of resurrecting grace is in you and with you always. And with that ally, you cannot be defeated. Amen.